DJ, roll the intro. Hey guys, my name is Bogdan and you're listening to Email Marketing Secrets, the show where I go behind the scenes and tell you how to master email as a marketing channel for your business. Welcome to Email Marketing Secrets. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the very first episode of Email Marketing Secrets. In today's podcast, we're talking about what you don't know about creating high converting email marketing campaigns in 2020. My name is Bogdan, your host for today, and I'm really excited about this episode. Firstly, because it's the launch of my podcast, and secondly, because I've been working with email marketing for around five years now, and I work day to day with B2B businesses, B2C, e-commerce stores, funnel builders, and entrepreneurs who are looking to learn more about email marketing. And I kind of have everyone asking the same thing. Bogdan, how do I increase my email conversion? And I want to answer this question in three parts. And, or, you know, I'm kind of going to name them three secrets that people seem to overlook when it comes to email marketing. Here's what I mean. Secret number one that we're going to tackle in today's podcast, emails are 90% copy, 10% other stuff. Secret number two, actively grow your subscribers. And secret number three, fill your content with real examples. I'm also going to talk about a bonus secret, uh, a tip on how to massively increase your conversion, which again, don't take this as a something that hasn't been revealed before. This is not a secret that, you know, I'm kind of like bringing into the industry <laughs> completely new. These are tips for people that don't know a lot about email marketing or they kind of just got started with email marketing or they have worked with email marketing for a while. There's a couple of things that they forgot in terms of how to really keep that conversion rate to um, an industry benchmark. So let's start with secret number one. Emails are 90% copy and 10% other stuff. So what do I mean by that? Well, I feel like the era of beautifully designed emails, it's not over, but at the same time, I feel like something that is being overlooked now with most companies, most businesses, and I'm talking about e-commerce in general, um, is the fact that copywriting is one of the most important aspects of your emails. It's the way you write, what you're saying and how you're saying it. it that's what's going to make a difference in, in people taking action, you know, people clicking on that call to action in your email. Yes, it is very important to make sure your email is beautifully designed, has a, an easy to, to process layout, you know. Maybe if, even, even if you follow a couple of frameworks that are well known to actually generate high conversion rates, such, such as the uh, reverse triangle framework, which kind of talks about how you should position the layout of your email in a um, reverse triangle so that your content sort of points to your call to action. And this only applies if you kind of keep your call to actions to a minimum. So, you know, not having hundreds of buttons um, in one email, because that's just going to, you know, it's going to make your customers or your subscribers very confused. Um, you need to make it easier for them. And that's why that's why landing pages have increased in popularity in the last years, because the, the, pur- the purpose of a landing page is to do one thing, 
and one thing only, right? The purpose of the website is to offer information, is to offer, um, you know, pictures of other products and testimonials and this and that. And you have hundreds of tabs and you kind of get lost, right? It does work for e-commerce. So I'm not saying you should build a landing page if you own an e-commerce store, but it kind of brings back to, to the email side of things where you kind of have to keep one subject for your email. So design is great, but it kind of gets saturated in my opinion. This is a very um, personal opinion as well. I'm obsessed with text-focused emails. I'm not saying, you know, depending on the industry that you work in, for example, if you work in uh, luxury fashion or, you know, sort of industries that require lots of imagery, uh, don't, don't just suddenly switch to text-based emails. But I'm saying it's something that you need to look at. And I'm saying that even those beautifully designed emails that you have will kind of require a bit of copywriting. You know, you need someone to look at them from, all right, what does this, this email actually say? Does it talk to my subscribers? Because at the end of the day, people don't open emails from brands anymore. They open emails from people. So kind of to get into my third point of secret number one is also that headlines matter the most. You know, David Ogilvy had this famous... Um, this famous saying, when you when you write your headline, you have spent 80% of your dollar. And I feel like that is absolutely true. And I've, I've, I've worked with e-commerce uh, businesses for a while now. And the amount of times I've seen emails that don't have a headline. They either start with this flashy banner at the top of the email, which doesn't necessarily have a, have a headline. And then they go right into, you know, hey, Bogdan, here's our offer for today. The goal of your headline is to get people to read the first line of your email. The goal of your second line is to get them to read the third one and so on and so forth. That's how email works. You need to keep getting them on the hook to read more of your email and add elements, graphic elements is gonna help you to do that. Maybe arrows that kind of points to the next section of the email or you know maybe you can add some sort of banner that is designed in such a way that kind of gets your eye level to read below uh, that that specific graphic element it's, it's all about getting their attention and their attention needs to be sort of guided all the way to the call to action that's how it works and in my opinion this is how i write an email the subject line gets you to open and don't forget about the preview line, which many brands overlook. The preview line reinforces the subject line. These two are going to be the main drivers of someone opening your email. And then we have the from name as well, which is very important. It's crucial. Don't just send emails from your brand name. Use personas. You can have Laura from ASOS, right? It doesn't have to be just ASOS. It can be a, an actual person. That will get people's attention. That's how it works, guys. Have one clear subject per email, one story, one call to action, one offer. That's it. And I think another tip for this first secret is, again, I'm, I'm going to focus a lot on copy here. And, you know, we're going to talk in future episodes about graphic design when it comes to email and how to design your templates for maximum conversion rate. That's a whole other topic. If you're looking to go down this copywriting direction, you also have to write like a human being. The way you need to write is like you're actually talking with a friend or someone that you want to be friends with. And I think, you know, Gary Helbert, who's is a famous copywriter, but probably one of the biggest copywriters of all time. He wrote, he gave this incredible example in the Boren Letters. And I've actually heard this on, on another podcast. I, I just thought it's brilliant, right? So he gave this cool, cool example, which I think 100% applies now in 2020 as well. So imagine you're getting home from work and 
you get your mail and you know you have like a pile of all kinds of stuff from from different you know brands or retailers and you have magazines and um, and you lay them on your table, you kind of just spread them out. You know? What actually catches your attention? What, what Gary said is that there's only one thing that it's actually going to get your attention. It's going to get you to pick it up and be like, oh, what's this? You know, it's kind of like, you, you know, those letters that you get from your grandma or your mother or postcards or something like that. Those are the things that because you, you know there's from, from, from an actual person is the things that you pick up first. And you're putting all the rest aside and you open that one. Except it's it's not grandma and it's not mom your mom and it's not your friend it's a, it's an actual business sending you a letter and that letter has excellent copywriting which points you to either a URL or you know to 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 call someone because back in the day probably people used to call a lot more than go on the internet but that's what works and I think that's that this example I hope you got it because this this is essential it's critical nowadays with copywriting that's why plain text emails work you know and that's why writing like a human being works if you go to your inbox right now look at emails that are not are not from you know your coworkers or something go to your personal email address which is the email that gets your attention what email are you actually going to open? And I'm going to give you a hint. It's not going to be from brands. It's going to be from names, from people. And those people might represent brands because that's what those brands want to be. They want to be your friends. You'll kind of associate that name, you know, Laura from, from ASOS. You'll, you'll associate it with, with the brand. And then every time Laura is going to send you an email, oh, it's Laura from ASOS. Let me see what she's saying. You know, we'll offer the share for me. And I know it sounds ridiculous, guys, but that's how it works. These things work nowadays, and it's kind of what you have to approach to your brand as well. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of those of that of that rut of sending the same emails over and over again, the same newsletters, all imagery, no copy. But that's how it works, and I think that's secret number one. So remember, emails are 90% copy, 10% other stuff. So let's move on to secret number two, and that is that you have to actively grow your subscribers. And this is something that is very often overlooked, you know, for, and I'm talking here for brands that are a bit more established. Let's say you've been doing this for a while, one year, two years, three years, and you're kind of, you already have your subscriber base and, you know, you have like 10,000, 15,000, 50,000 even, but you, your attention sort of shifts from actively growing subscribers because obviously you're not at the beginning anymore where you just have to get that emailing list to grow to coming up with new offers, coming up with new products, coming up with new things to say to your existing subscribers. And that's great. You should do that as well. But you should also divide your attention on growing your subscribers, getting new people to see your brand because new subscribers equals high deliverability, high open rates, and ultimately high conversion. And I've actually put a list here of things that I think you should do to, um, to grow your subscribers. So first of all, ensure your forms are seen. One of the quickest way to get subscribers is obviously to embed forms on your website. But the second thing that you need to look at, and probably the most important one, is to make them visible. So most brands, e-commerce, even other type of brands, agencies, you know, sort of companies that work with clients, companies that, you know, work in B2B, they have their newsletter section all the way at the bottom of the website. And then obviously don't put it in your footer. Yeah, have it in the footer as well for those people that kind of always scroll down all the way to the bottom of the website. But add them in different sections, you know, get pop-ups as well. Get some timed pop-ups. And that actually brings me to my next point, right? So make, make your forms visible if it's like an embedded form. And two, don't be afraid to, to, to play with pop-ups. You have to understand, pop-ups are not what they used to be anymore when they first came out. When they first came out, they were this thing that kind of just 
interrupts you in the middle of you reading an article or you doing whatever you want to do on that website, the thing that you actually um, clicked for. But that's not what they are anymore, right? If you if you use good copy and if you tell them why you're interrupting their time on that website, then they will listen to you. We have an attention span of seven seconds, so you'll have to be really good with that headline and the subheadline, and then you'll have to make that form as easy as possible for them to subscribe to. And then it kind of brings me to my third point, don't add too many fields. First name and email address is enough. You'll have time to capture more of their data when they become a customer or when they subscribe for something else. It's all about kind of building that relationship with them as if you're trying to get a new friend. You know, when you're getting a new friend, you're not kind of just going to them as like, oh, hey, my name is uh, Bogdan. What's your name? Oh, my name is uh, Laura. Okay, Laura, well, I want to know where you live. I want to know how many, much money you have in your bank account. I want to, you know, you don't ask them all of these questions right away. All you want to know is like, all right, what's your name? Cool. Awesome. Do you want to hang out? That's it. And that the same thing applies on, on with pop-ups and with you know forms on your website. Get their first name, get their email address, submit, that's it. And then you'll have another opportunity to build a relationship with them. Tell them a bit about you, who you are, why they should trust you, why they should listen to you. And then they will, and then they'll give you more information. Uh, secret number three, fill your content with real examples. You need to stop using stock photos, Photoshop banners, you know, stuff like that, and just use real pictures. Let people know you're real. Upload pictures from your iPhone, you know, take screenshots, uh, you know, take screenshots of, of Facebook comments or uh, take screenshots of Google reviews or take screenshots of a message that you just got from a customer that he absolutely or she absolutely loved your product, right? And just put that in an email and send it out. That will boost up any email. I'm telling you, you just it's so overlooked nowadays. People want to make their testimonials in these incredible banners with like, five stars and then no make it real show people that you haven't spent time to manufacture that testimonial but you've actually just took a screenshot you're the head of marketing at whatever brand x and then you've literally taken a screenshot of your iphone and then you've put it in the email and you wanted to send it out to everyone because you wanted to tell them how cool this is be real and i think it's it's very important that we we use this in, with our overall email marketing strategy. For example, I, I was thinking about this cool thing that I've done with one of my clients. Um, so we built, we use Klaviyo for uh, his email marketing, which by the way, guys, fantastic tool. If you wanna use it, if you want, it's mainly for e-commerce. So if you do e-commerce, 100% check out Klaviyo, it's brilliant. So we, we've done this welcome sequence. I've, I've started working with him uh, four months ago and we kind of took every step, uh, we've tackled every step of our plan one by one. So we first looked at his email campaigns, his templates. First, we looked a bit about his analytics and stuff that we have to change. And then we got to his flows, his uh, follow-up sequences. I, I've completely revamped it. So I, I, made a, I've, I made up a sequence of one, two, three, four. I'm looking at it right now. And it's, it, the first one is just a welcome message from head of customer service. We've added uh, a video. That video is actually someone talking to them and welcoming them and being like, oh, hey guys, uh, thank you for, much for subscribing. It's awesome to have you here. Please read below if you wanna if you wanna see what I have to say about the brand and how we kind of how it kind of came together and stuff like that. You know, it's just like very real. We didn't even script that, all right? It's just super real. And people love that. Like we've launched it 
46 hours ago and he had already generated $471 before his last sequence generated around $600 or $500 within a month. And then we have 44% open rate, 11% click-through rate and 8.6% conversion rate. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. So that's, that, that's what I mean by be real, guys. It, it helps a lot. It, it will boost your email marketing strategy a lot. And if you're not the one who's doing it or you work as a freelancer or an agency, um, make sure you brief them on that. They need to open their mind and they will, right? There's plenty of people out there who know what they're doing. And if you if you give them this, this sort of advice or a pointer, they'll give me, oh yeah, we can do that. Um, so yeah, that's it. And then I think I have a, I think I, I didn't want to include this in today's episode, but I just want to mention it as well, like a bonus secret, a bonus tip, make sure you create while we're in the topic for flows in as well, make sure you create nurture sequences for every action or behavior that your subscribers or website visitors take on your website and not just on your website and your emails as well. Right? So what I mean by that is like for every pop-up that you have for every, for every newsletter opt-in that you have. Make sure you take them to a specific flow, the welcome series flow, or maybe it can be new visitors website flow. So you know they're new visitors. You can take them to a specific flow just for them. You know, specific messaging. Hey, awesome to have you on board. Um, you know, you probably don't know a lot, a lot about us, but you know, here's a few pointers and why we started it and blah, 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 right? If someone that has known your website for a while, so they're returning visitors, but they never subscribe, make sure you have a different pop-up for them. It's like, hey, um, are you subscribed to our newsletter, by the way? Like, we have all of these cool things that we're going to send to you. Yeah, and they subscribe, and then you can talk to them a bit, a bit differently. It's like, okay, cool. Well, here's the, you know, here's the the offer. You know, we're trying to get more people uh, on our newsletter because we want to send more exclusive offers, and we know that, you know, that you've been visiting our website for a while. You know, be real, tell them. So that's what I mean. And then, for example, if you have a, a product sale, right? So you've sold a product. The conversion doesn't end there, right? You still have a long way to go to build that relationship with the customer. So take them, take them one through a, um, a post-purchase flow. And I'm not talking about the transactional one. The transactional one should also take in place, or you can even combine them if you want, where it's like, oh, your order's on its way, all of that, right? Um, but a post-purchase flow kind of talks to them, gets them excited about the product. It's like, hey, hey, John, awesome to have you on board. Thanks so much for buying. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped that you, you bought our whatever razors uh watch this short video with one of our customers who tried it for a month and see what he's saying just to get you a bit pumped while you're waiting for your delivery you know build that relationship with them you know people usually um when they buy something they kind of you know they go the, the, in the middle of the night and like, i shouldn't have bought that but then imagine in that very second or even the, ne the next morning they get an email from you it's like oh why you should be excited about your order all right well, let me click on that and then you tell them all of this and then that kind of that doubt that they had kind of goes away and it's like, all right, maybe I should get excited about this. This is cool. So don't stop there. Post-purchase flows, extremely important, massively important. Um, and then once you've kind of walked them through this post-purchase flow, so once they've received their product, send them an email about, oh, how is it? Did you like it? Do you, do you, do you like it? Yeah. Do you want to give it a review? Just again, and then you can ask them to do little things like give a review or, you know, send us uh, an email with like your opinion, whatever. Um, and uh, after that, you want a customer win back flow. The customer win back flow is you want to get them back to buy more. Right, so upsell them or cross-sell them on other products. It's been 15 days since you've bought from us, John. Um, I was just, I was just, you know, having a chat with the team now, and we wanted to put together this email for everyone that has bought in the last two weeks uh, to tell them about these cool products that have just gone on sale. 
Be real. Be super real. It's super. It works. It works so well. I cannot stress it enough. Um, so yeah, that's what I mean by by building nurture sequences for every action and everything that your users, visitors, what subscribers do. I'm gonna end the podcast here. Um, I think I've been talking for quite a lot for for first episode. Uh, but look, it's awesome to have you here. Uh, please don't forget to to follow me um, on Spotify if you if you love this. I'm going to release an episode every week. So there's plenty of stuff to look forward to. We're going to talk about, or well, actually, I actually have a few topics that I've uh, drafted for the next few episodes just to get you excited. Um, so again, being real. Automation mistakes every e-commerce owner needs to avoid. How to increase email marketing sales as quickly as 30 days. Insider secrets to automate email marketing effortlessly. Turning email clicks into revenue. B2C or B- and B2B. Should your email strategy be different? How to succeed with email marketing on a low budget. How to write emails that convert. Uh, we're going to talk about a few of my clients, how uh, one of my clients scaled his uh, store to $15,000 revenue per month with email and the how to consistently get 30% open rates. These are all topics that I've already drafted up for the next few weeks. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.